Welcome to episode 91 of the What Nots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined as always by Kyle Springer. Hello. How are Kyle. you this weekend, Melissa? I'm doing well. How are you? I am pretty good. Actually, I I have a three day weekend. I have Monday yeah, off because of Martin Luther King Day, uh, so I have been living it up here in La Casa de <laughs> Kyle's room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, not even I, the rest of the house, just your room only. Yeah, you're just, not doing any living it up in the kitchen. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> I. I'm a very quiet person in mm-hmm. real life. I've I've mentioned that multiple times here on on the podcast that like I'm usually not this talkative. <laughs> like I I have to force myself to be talkative. Um and so yeah, most of the time I just go shut myself off in my room. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so I've I've been playing video games, watching TV, catching up on stuff. It's been really nice. And then I still have all day today and all day t- tomorrow, too. So cool. it's fantastic. What I'm... are you up to on your day off? Oh, today I'm trying to be productive and I am taking, I am making sure every site where I have an account is attached to the email I actually use and not the old one I started for like job applications when I was in college that I have not checked in a year. Yeah, that that that's a, sm- a smart thing. That's a smart thing. Mm, it's just been annoying lately when I'm out and about and I'm like, oh, I have to check this thing, which is connected to that. And I haven't logged in in a while, so I forgot my password. So to send a verification code to something else. And it's like too many things to going on at once. And I know they're trying to keep me safe, but all of this second stage verification I have so many text threads that are like one number code only that I have generated. Yeah. Like it's me. Just please trust that I'm just like a humble little person. Ain't nobody going to impersonate me. It's just me. To I have my main email. Mm -hmm. Then I have like an old one that I no longer use. And that's the one that's like, I think you're going to sell my information. I'm going to (laughs) give you this one so I don't get the spam. Uh, And Mm -hmm. then. I guess we have one for the whatnots, uh, and then yeah. I have my work one, but those are like separate use cases. But for like mm. personal stuff, it's like I'm down to my my one and then my fake one. So, <laughs> See, good. that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to center everything on the Gmail and not the AOL I tried to start in college. Wow. <laughs> Starting an AOL in college? Okay. Oh, All right. All right. No. So we were an AOL family to begin with. Sure. The first email I get when I'm I'm 13 years old is an AOL. Then as I become a teen, I'm like, I need one that isn't what I made when I was 13. And it's just references to things I like. I need a real one that is my name. Gmail's big at that point. I make a Gmail. Not your mother's (laughs) email.aol.com. So I make a real legitimate one that's my name. But because Gmail has blown up so much, it has to be like, my full name and my birthday. It's a very long Melissa Wilkinson fifty nine twenty three. Right. It's it's long like that. And I use that and I'm like, I'm tired of writing all of this out. I think having numbers at the end of it makes it look unprofessional. I want to make another shorter 
cleaner one for like job applications because I'm in college now and I'm going to be a professional lady. And by then, AOL is like kind of reinvented and rebranded themselves. And they're like, guys, we have new software. It works really well. Start an email address with us again. AOL, your old friends, we're back. So I started an email address there. And their platform did legitimately work really well for a couple years. And then like years. <laughs> AOL started crumbling. So all of the stuff and that was on that second. <laughs> so everything that I had on those, because the 13-year-old one is still open. And the college one is still open. So it's taking every last remaining thing and fully moving gotcha. it to the Gmail. Like, I don't care how cumbersome of an address it is anymore. I'm sticking with this one just because the platform is guaranteed to always work. I gotcha. Sounds good. Well, let's move on to what we're yeah. actually talking about this week. <laughs> More important struggles than just moving your email address around right, is what we're right. talking about this week. <laughs> We watched the uh, kind of thriller horror movie Ready or Not. This came out just a couple yeah. months ago. This was like a fall 2019 release. Okay. That's not that's not too far away. I I don't pay attention to like horror films, so this one mm. never caught my attention, so I had no idea when this came out. Yeah, this uh well, IMDb describes it as a comedy horror mystery. And it came out uh, in August of last year. And this was directed by Matt Bentinelli-Olpin and Tyler Gillette. Yeah. This was an interesting one. I I ended up picking this one based off the sheer ridiculousness of the premise. Yes. Um, I, I'm, I, I always kind of preface when I talk about horror horror films that i'm mm. i'm typically not a horror fan like mm. it's it just it's a genre that doesn't resonate with me um and that's pretty much because i'm a baby i i oh. <laughs> i get scared at all of this stuff and i don't like it it is not fun mm. however i can do horror comics like that's totally yes. fine that's it's, it's not the same as like watching something Whereas mm -hmm. I can kind of control the pace of the comic book, whereas a movie you can't. Um, but yeah, so I don't like horror is is not one that I usually go for horror, but this one just had such a ridiculous premise that I was like, I, I, I kind of have to watch that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was something that had been on my to watch list for. I guess not a while because it's a fairly recent movie, but like I wanted yeah. to get out to see it in theaters and I never got to it. So I thought this would be my opportunity. Okay. And the movie is this premise we're discussing is this woman is marrying into a family that has made riches generation after generation on board games. They're like the Parker brothers or Milton Bradley's families. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. They're this board game dynasty. And she finds out um, it's the night after her, it's the night of her wedding. The ceremony is in the afternoon. Her and her new husband are staying at this giant historic family mansion. And he's like, we kind of have this uh, little family tradition we do whenever somebody new marries in. You have to play a game with us. She's like, okay, that sounds silly, but you know, you're my family now too. So I'll play this game with you. And then it turns out that the game is a murderous game of hide and seek. 
Yeah. Where they are all try, <laughs> they are taking what looks like the decorative weapons off of the wall, and they're like, "We are going to kill you." Yeah. That's how this works. You're not getting into this family unless you survive the game. Yeah. So it's 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 just this wild idea of like, what if hide and seek, but they're trying to murder you? Yeah. How do we make that into a film? Uh, and it's. If, if if that sounds like it's going to be up your alley, I think this is going to be a really fun film. Like, there, there's mm. not much to it besides that. Yeah. Um, but it's if, 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 if that's if that's your thing, I think this will be a fun one. Mm. However, this is not for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was under the impression that this was a like horror themed dark comedy and yeah. instead it is a horror film that's a little funny sometimes it has one or two jokes or like yeah. one or two like situational like okay that's a funny moment mm. but, but yeah the, I, I think i ended up renting this on voodoo uh because i was looking for a spot to rent it i think they were the cheapest but i've mm -hmm. never used them before so i signed up and i don't know if it was like a first time like hey get your first movie for a dollar so i oh, nice. got it for 99 cents um and yeah it, it was like horror comedy so i'm expecting mm -hmm. like zombie land kind of horror because yeah. I, I i don't I, again i'm not a horror fan mm -hmm. um and there was very little comedy yeah. There was a couple times that I laughed out loud just because of how bad I thought that acting was. Oh. Um, and and there was one thing that I thought was like, okay, that part is genuinely funny. But for the most part, it ends up being more of a thriller. Yeah. Because it's, it's horror in the idea that they're after her trying to kill her. But then mm -hmm. it, it like... There, there is a kind of lightheartedness to it as well. It just doesn't read as comedy, and it just makes the whole thing seem more like a thriller than a horror. Yeah, I would guess so. I'll also That's say that me. this is a lot more gruesome than I was expecting. Like, if you've seen the trailer for this movie, there's a bit where, you know, this is the night of her wedding. She's still in her white wedding dress, and mm -hmm. one of the family members keeps accidentally shooting the maids of the household in black dresses and somebody else is like how could you confuse them that's not her do you see any colors at all it's a black dress and it's sort of this like big goofy like kablam sort of shot yeah and i was ex and that's also like the first kill of the movie and i'm expecting it's going to be more stuff like that like kind of bold and you know mm -hmm. exaggerated and ridiculous no this gets like gruesome the main character gets real torn up yeah. over the course of the night yeah yeah um so i i mean i i i didn't like it but that's the thing like i i feel like i recognize that this if if you are a fan of the horror genre or if mm -hmm. you like this type of movie i think this is one that you're going to like um, hmm. the funny thing is I, I mentioned this on the captain's log when you and I were talking, I got done watching this film and logged on to Twitter and mm. 
like within 10 seconds of scrolling on on twitter the 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 i i see a tweet that has a gif from the film being like oh man i just watched this film it was freaking great it was the best movie it was awesome i had such a great time and i was just like it like i just i just don't understand this genre i just don't like it i i I, i'll also say that i haven't heard from very many people who have seen this movie but i think everyone i have heard liked it i think this was a a small but well-regarded film and i think i i also didn't like it very much and i think that's because i was under the impression it was a dark comedy Mm -hmm. i was not expecting it to be this much of a horror thriller film yeah and i just kept sitting there wanting it to be a dark comedy like i think if i had come to this movie knowing absolutely nothing about it I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. I think I, I don't think it does. I think it's a fine film. I think I was just stuck in a weird position where I was expecting and wanting something different than what its own goals ended up being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Let's do a little bit of housekeeping and then mm. we'll get into spoilers and we'll start dissecting this film a little bit. Uh, so ready or not, yeah. here comes the housekeeping. uh go check out our website thewhatnots.com that's where you guys can find out more information about all of our podcasts because yes we have more than one podcast uh Mm -hmm. you guys can check all that info there or wherever you get your podcasts just type in the whatnots and all of our shows will pop up uh i am going to continue mentioning our fourth anniversary retrospective Uh, which you guys can check out. We have a bunch of announcements. It was a lot of fun. We reflected on all of the stuff that we made in 2019, all of the stupid things we said and did. Uh, And we learned that Chili does not have Cool Ranch Doritos. (laughs) I I don't know how they made it this long, Uh, but shout out to Ignacio because he survived without having them he is actually now in san francisco he's gonna be studying abroad uh for us a semester so welcome to the united states ignacio welcome to the cool ranch country yeah (laughs) welcome to the cool ranch (laughs) um besides that go 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 check out our new store thewhatnots.com slash store. We got some merch you guys can get. Uh, it is pretty bare bones right now, but we will be getting some more stuff up in the near future. Uh, but that is one more way to support us besides Patreon, which is mm-hmm. patreon.com slash thewhatnots. Uh, you guys can get access to the live streams of this show uh, right here. You guys can get episodes early. You guys can get exclusive content. We also want to give a big shout out to our patrons at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam. And thank you, Christine. We love you a lot. Uh, Thank thank you you for helping us out. Cool. Let's get into spoilers. Graphic is done. Okay. The sound effect has played. It has. (laughs) Uh, Where do you want to start with this film? I... (laughs) So I, I kind of want to tell you how I came across this film sure. and like why my expectations were weird. 
So you know the character that's like this brother-in-law that has married into the family. His name is like Fitch or Finch or something. This yeah. real pompous looking guy in a tuxedo. Let's see if this I can is, find his name here. No, his uh, the actor's name is Christian Brune. He was on Orphan Black. He was okay. w- one of the many Tatiana Maslany clones husband on Orphan Black. I've never seen a second of Orphan Black. But though, but him and Tatiana Maslany would listen to this improv comedy podcast called Comedy Bang Bang on the set, like in the trailers, getting hair and makeup done and whatever. Right. Then they started appearing on that show. They've been on there several times. They're both really incredible improvisers. They're super funny. They have great stories to tell. I love them. But I had still never seen a second of Orphan Black. And Christian Brune mentioned, I'm going to be in this upcoming movie. And okay. I'm like, this is on a comedy podcast from a guy with comedy chops. I think he was described as more comedic because at least from where his character is, he's in the more comedic corner of the film. Yeah, so I, was, I, I would and say I think he's was, the most comedic yeah, character. Yeah, and I think they compared it to Clue, which is one of my favorite movies. And I think that's kind of what set me up for expecting this to be like, a horror yeah. comedy that's way more on the comedy side than on the horror side. And as I much as I that. can appreciate that this is fairly well done horror, I'm still like, oh, I I liked what I thought it was, though. <laughs> right, right. You, it's That's the, the, the tough thing with expectations. Yeah. Of, of hearing too much about a film or hearing certain people talk about about it and they describe it a certain way and then you get there and you're like well that's not how i would have described it or that's not what i would have done with the film and then yeah it's it's tough then to to separate that from Mm -hmm. from expectations from reality right now you hadn't really heard of this movie until i pitched it right not at all okay so how did you think of it like having less of a lead up having less of a uh like an expectation for it um i mean i i i kind of went into it knowing a little bit of of i mean just like hey i don't i'm not a huge fan of horror there's a Mm -hmm. good chance i'm probably gonna end up not liking it but that's okay like that's part of the things that i want to do here on this show is like Mm. I, I some sometimes I want to get out of my comfort zone and explore what else is a, 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 out there because just because I might not I might not re- 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 resonate with a horror movie does not mean that there are not good horror movies out there mm. right so um I I, I saw this kind of as an opportunity like hey we don't do a lot of horror on this show except mm-hmm. for October, which is our like yeah. horror month. Um, so it'd be nice to mix it up and do it in another time of the year. Let's do yeah. that. But then, yeah, once I saw it on my TV, Voodoo was also dis- describing it as a horror comedy. And so, like, that's 50-50? Right. Yeah. So I like. I mean, and <laughs> that's maybe a terrible metric to go off of, mm. but it's still just like I was expecting more comedy, and it never yeah. came. Mm. So it's, it's especially with the more whimsical premise. 
Yeah, and this has an amazing premise. Like, this yeah. is one of the neatest premises I've heard in the last couple of years. And I don't know if the execution quite lived up to everything that the premise could be. That's the thing. Like, I, I feel like this is a film that could have been taken in multiple directions. Mm-hmm. Like, if you really wanted to make this a horror film, you absolutely could. Just straight up yeah. horror. I think the first scene of of this film really sets that t- t- that tone and then they get away f- f- from it because mm-hmm. we see it, it, it's a scene from the past where they are doing this r- ritual they are playing hide and seek uh and these kids give away the hiding spot and the family comes in but they have these like deformed masks on yeah. and they're it's just like okay this is really gonna lean into the horror mm-hmm. genre and i was like all right if that's if that's what we're gonna do i'm totally f- f- fine with that and then it never gets that scary again it hmm. never reaches that moment of just like this is creepy what is happening here um and instead it it takes a more whimsical uh, like i I hate to use that word because that makes it sound like really wonka but no and that's what my issue with it ended up being is that i wanted it to be more whimsical i wanted to take those whimsical bits and run with them farther right and and that's the thing like on the opposite end of the spectrum you can do exactly that you can make mm. this just a completely silly, ridiculous m- m- yeah. movie where one of the main characters looks like the Monopoly man, <laughs> or or another character is like a spoof on the "Don't Wake d- 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 Daddy" uh, thing, right? He has mm-hmm. to like stalking, and it's like, oh, I have to do that, you know? Like, I'm just trying yeah. to sleep. God damn it, you know? <laughs> like, they could have stuff like that that I think would make it really really fun and really funny and it would end up being more like clue where it is Mm. just this kind of silly ridiculousness yeah Um, but instead it 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 ends up being somewhere in the middle Mm. um which is not necessarily a bad thing but it's, it's just like i it's not horror enough that i could really call it horror it's not funny enough that i can really call it comedy it's maybe more of a thriller, but is it really that thrilling? Like, <laughs> I don't know. One thing I was hoping is that I really like the premise that this was a family who had a board game legacy. I thought yeah. that was a really interesting thing that, like, the whole family culture was built around. And, like, well, we have this ritual well, where every person marrying into the family you have to play a game with us. And except for the fact that they decide a lot of things with coin tosses, like very simple things like, whoops, we have to carry this dead body out of here. All right, heads or tails? Uh, You picked heads. It landed on tails. Uh, That means you take, uh, you didn't want the head. Well, now you have to take the head. So you take the head. I'll take the feet. This is how we'll carry the body out of here. Like they decide a lot of things with coin tosses. But other than that, I was expecting the family to be more game focused. Like I wanted that to be the way they thought about everything the way they processed every piece of information so you you wanted more of like a chess game where it is this cat and mouse mind mind games thing 
Kind of. And I was expecting a family that like didn't just have it as their legacy, knew it was like the family business and where they made their riches, but like loved games, like made everything into a game. And when I knew this was a hide and seek movie, I was expecting like, oh, imagine all the little secrets and hidey holes and cubbies the house has. What if there's like puzzles in the house? What if it's like, well, you know, that door doesn't lock with a key. It's got a keypad and there's a puzzle that you have to use to unlock the keypad. And like I was expecting gamification of the house itself. Yeah, we honestly didn't really get to explore the house much. We that, know that there's like a, secret passages. I yeah. mean, or, or, or like passages for the wait staff to yeah. like get around the house. But that's basically it. Yeah, and it's a beautiful house. This is a very good looking movie. It's shot well. I loved mm. everybody's costumes and this mansion they're filming in. I don't know where it is, but it's a beautiful, yeah. expansive mansion. I wanted to spend more time in that mansion. In like closets and under beds and like climbing up onto the top of like a canopy bed to see if there's enough strength up there that you can huddle up there and it'll support you. Yeah. Like crawling into a trunk, going into the attic, going into the basement, you know, trying to hide. Do they have a walk-in fridge in the kitchen you could hide in? Like there's not enough hide and seek in this hide and seek game. Like there's the scene where she hides in the dumb waiter and I'm like, okay, there's this. And then we're going to go all these other places and then it kind of starts and ends with that dumbwaiter scene. Yeah, and then and then she's like two two minutes in, she's like, "Yeah, fuck this," <laughs> just mm-hmm. like I'm 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 just gonna walk around because she's like she isn't taking it seriously yet. That she thinks uh, for the audience member who maybe hasn't watched this movie is just listening to this. Spoilers be damned, you don't care. So she doesn't know this is a murderous game. She thinks it is just oh hide and seek until her husband and like they're keeping the husband like locked away and he in like the parlor and he escapes and he's like, come on, get down with me. And he like grabs her and he's got her hair, his hand over her mouth. They're hiding behind a bed and they hear them like shoot one of the maids. And they're like, no, you're supposed to take the bride and you have to keep her alive. Like she has to be indisposed, but alive. Cause we need ritual. her for the, ri- for the ritual at dawn. And he's like, Hey, I was really scared to tell you this, but, um, and there's like a variety of games. There's like this puzzle box, this amazing puzzle box. And it's like, well, the puzzle box will t- draw one card for you. And it could be Monopoly or chess or checkers. And if it's one of those cards, that's it. That's all it is. But if you pull hide and seek, we enact the ritual. And we kind of yeah. have to kill you. And he's like, I was scared to tell you. I didn't want to lose you. I figured nobody ever gets hide and seek. Hide and seek comes out like once in every 30 years. And whoops, we got yeah. hide and seek. And it, it looks like they're written on playing cards, so I, I would assume mm. there's like 52 options of, of yeah. just like, this is like a 1 in 52 chance mm-hmm. that you get this one, and you got the one. Yeah, God damn it. and I loved that puzzle box. I was expecting more like that. Yeah. The puzzle box doesn't like come back like I... Oh, like more puzzles and more games. That's what I was expecting. And that's what I was really looking for because all these little chases throughout the house and throughout the grounds around it, they're perfectly exciting. But I don't know. There's not as much fun as I've encountered a puzzle I need to solve. Like, oh, there's like 
a secret or like she, like the house is a hedge maze behind it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, well, one of these panels in the wall opens up into a secret doorway and I have to figure out the pattern by tapping all the different panels to get into the doorway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would personally like some of that stuff, but how do you, cause like this was only what, like an hour and a half. It isn't a long movie. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I don't know if putting that stuff in there would hurt the movie or not. Because I, I, I feel mm-hmm. like to have more of these secrets and more of these puzzles and stuff that you have to solve, I feel like I would need more time, like more time with the house, more time with the characters, yeah. to really kind of figure it out and care of of like you need to solve this 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 thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would like a longer movie. Of, of this like i think this is a premise that really benefits from let's tell a wacky story and <laughs> get out like that yeah in an hour and a and a half i think is perfect for this film like this doesn't need to be a two hour long film or like a two and a half hour of avengers length length mm-hmm. film right like and so i i kind of understand why there's not more of that but it, at at the same time it's it's such a shame cuz like we we didn't get to see this house and i think that the house really sets the atmosphere um yeah. cuz it is this giant uh not poorly lit mansion but like really lowly lit mansion and it's just very moody and atmospheric in there very moody indeed um I so let's let's talk a little bit more about the ritual thing here. Yeah. That that's kind of the crux of the film. It's something that we as the uh, uh, audience don't know uh at 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 first. Um I mean I I guess you can kind of guess something is happening just yeah. by the name of the film, right? Um <laughs> but It, 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 so I, it's more so that the family kind of at one p- point in their history made a deal with the devil, um, yeah, and I, I guess that's how it kind of shot them to the board game empire that they have now. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we can become rich and famous if we just sell our souls to Satan. That sounds yeah. fine. <laughs> or it seems like. A little bit more like they were, they made a deal with a man who like was a devil in disguise. Yeah, like they don't know exactly who he is, and they, they kind of they come have to a realize... specific name for him. I, f- I forget. Oh, uh... his name's um Labale. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, like great grandfather, you know, was on a he was traveling on a ship with this man named Labale, and Labale gave him the puzzle box, and he's like, if you solve the puzzle box by the end of the voyage. You know, I I'll offer you something magnificent, and it ends up being this demonic deal. Yeah, and it, it from what I understand, it's uh, it well, I I guess it is random, but they kind of have to like re up every so yes. often when they get this uh hide and seek game. It's like, well, you have to mm-hmm. sacrifice someone whenever you get this one, um. But they're like it's this, it's this thing that you can tell they really haven't had to deal with it all that much, 
to where some of them don't even know if it's tr- true or not. Yeah. Like members of the family are like, well, this is what we do because this is my family. But honestly, I wonder if it's just kind of a bunch of mumbo jumbo. Yeah, I think this is a family legend because it only it uh, we see the flashback is when the boys are kids. So it was like 30 years ago. And I think that might have been their aunt's husband that was trying yeah. to marrying into the family. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like this happens very rarely. Like the it's this puzzle box that LaBelle has enchanted. And it's like when the puzzle box demands a sacrifice, you give it a sacrifice. Yeah. And something something that I would have liked to see more of in this film is them talking to the empty chair where Lavelle was supposedly sitting. Because I think you know what what that reminds me of. Uh, It reminds me of Jacob from Lost. Where, (laughs) like, they are talking to this person that they think is 100% real, but no one else can see him. And so it's like, is, is he there? And then we get this, like, we get one scene at the end where there's this, like, puff of smoke at, at the end where it's like, wait, I, I, I saw him. There, there, yeah, there was something yeah. there. And there is that one scene in Lost where um, it's uh, Ben and Locke in, in the mm-hmm. cabin, right? And, he, and he's like, Ben, no one is here. Like, what are you doing? You're a crazy person. And he starts to lave. And then he hears the, like, help me. Yeah. And then he, like turns around things go, 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 go wrong and we get this qu- just real quick scene mm-hmm. you'll miss it if you're not paying a- a- attention where you can see the outline of someone sitting there and it's like what the hell was that like yeah. i i want more of that because like that yes. is creepy like I, mm-hmm. and and i don't think we got enough of that that would have been cool to like to spend a little bit more time on. Is there a spirit here? Yeah, what, what is and, like, really happening? Is... Are they c- crazy or is this real? Hmm. Hmm. And this is something that the family talks about because supposedly, if you don't enact the sacrifice, the entire family like, and it's kind of vague. They're like, "Oh, we'll be destroyed. Like everything we've ever built is going to crumble. We will be destroyed. Like they mm-hmm. think they're going to die." If they don't kill her and somebody's like, there's no way that's real. How would that even happen? No, it's just a trick. Like this is just a game. LaBelle is playing on us. Yeah. They mentioned this contract, like great grandfather signed a contract with Mr. LaBelle. And I, I wanted to get more into that. Cause like, there's no better like game or puzzle than like the legal world. <laughs> legal fine print <laughs> no well you remember when we were Ooh, reading from those the parker sh- brothers legal <laughs> fine print well, do you remember when we were reading those Will she-hulk comics and i'm like <laughs> i love i love the courtroom stuff so much more than any right. battle because it's this really unique sort of problem solving and like it's a mind and, game yeah and i'm like i want to dig into this contract like have you really really inspected this thing Like, I wanted them to at least tell me if they did or not, instead of just mentioning, like, well, it's in the contract. I'm like, show me the contract. How closely have you followed this contract? Do you think you would like this more as a television show? If if, if it was, like, expanded on and maybe a slower burn? Would would, would that 
help? Um, you think, or, or, I, or is that like not completely... with the story the way it stands? If it was, so when I first heard of this movie, it seemed more like if you win the game, like there is a win scenario where it's like if you survive hide and seek, welcome. You are our daughter, our sister. You are his new wife. We accept you. If you don't win the game, we kill you and you're out. It seemed like there was a win scenario. And if that becomes the case where it's not like hide and seek equals death, where it's hide and seek could be something you succeed at and then you get added into the family. I'd like to see that as a show, like marriage after marriage and each one is an episode. Every episode's a different game of this hide and seek and you see people getting added okay. to the family over time and the way the family thinks about hide and seek and their strategies. I'd like to see that variant on the story as a show, but I think the way it is now, I don't know if that would remain very tense as tense Actually, as it yeah. needs to be over a serialized format. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I agree. Um, let's, let's talk about, the comedy aspects, or lack thereof. <laughs> I, there are some bits that I do really like. Like they give, um, they give Christian Brune a crossbow, and he's like, "What? What makes you think I've ever used a crossbow?" And later we see him like he's just sitting out the game, like he's just in the t in the bathroom. He's in the he's bed bathroom the watching YouTube videos yeah, on like how to use Googling, a crossbow. Like, <laughs> That was like the one funny moment in the whole it's film. I was really like, all right, that is job. great. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, like I I so I think his character, his name was Fitch. Mm. Um I I, th I thought he was the most comedic character yeah. out of the bunch. Um cuz he he yeah, has has this idea of just like he doesn't really want to be there. He just kind of wants to no. eat and then leave. Uh, mm. But he's kind of roped into this. Uh, and then yeah, like he he just thinks it's all ridiculous and and stupid. He's like, yeah, a, a, a crossbow. How old is this thing? Does it still work? <laughs> what makes you think yeah, I even know how to use this? And like, there's this whole thing about tradition. Like we have to play the game the way grandfather would have played it. So we have to use the weapons of his time. That's why we only have like pistols. Like we have no modern guns. Yeah. And they, they, they turn off all the cameras in the house too. Like we, we can't mm. use technology. We actually need yeah. to like play hide and seek. Right? Yeah. Uh, which I, I like that aspect mm -hmm. of, of, of the film, but yeah, and then he's sitting there like, how to use a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was fantastic. And then mm. I think uh, the next scene that I laughed at was not because it was actually funny, but because I thought it was just really bad acting. Mm. Um, or, uh, bad scripting. I, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't know if the, the acting was actually bad in, in this film, like, I, I don't think I had a problem with any mm. one actor or their performance. But the scene when uh, Samara Weaving's character gets outside of the fence and she's trying to stop that one car that's oh, yeah. going by. And he stops and then he, like, peels off, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, you're fucking crazy. And then she just goes on this tirade of curse words and it's like 
a, like not a well written or like yes. well like it's just that's what you I mean like sure I understand lashing out but those words really yes okay I'm I'm with you on this and we've we've discussed before I'm not a curse words person but I sincerely don't mind when everybody else does it like it's something I never use but I also don't hear when anybody does it like I don't yeah. mind I'm not prudish about it but there were too many times when this movie just had somebody curse. And I'm like, all the time somebody just says shit or fuck. Like you could have put a joke there. Like yeah. screwing something up and going, God damn it, is only good like a couple times. And instead it happened like seven times. I'm like, does anybody have like or, something a little more witty to say in any or, of these or scenarios? At, or at, at least turn it up to 11 right yeah. where that is the only thing that they say where there's like oh shit 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 shit, yeah, shit. It's, god damn it where it just shit, becomes god. like an <laughs> opera of swears yeah yeah, yeah. and it, like it never it never reached that but it was mm-hmm. more it, it, it was a certain level where it was kind of a no no knowing but for me it was that that one in particular where the yeah. c- 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 car drove off and I, I i don't even remember what she said exactly but it was this long string of of curse words and don't get don't get me wrong i understand it like that need mm-hmm. to lash out and curse the skies but it was just like those aren't the words that i feel like a normal person would use in that scenario I- I feel like too much of it was normal. Like, let's say, like, the car drives off. Like, she's gotten to the edge of the family property line. And there's this real harrowing scene where she's trying to, like, squeeze in between the bars of the fence. But it's got this, like, decorative finial sticking out of one of the, like, one of the iron bars. And it is slashing across her back. Like, it's it's gruesome. It's a very well done gruesome. Like... If you are a horror person and you like like just the craft of things like that, that's a like very this, well yeah. executed scene. But she gets out there and this car is peeling by and she's trying to get its attention. The car's like, get out of the road, crazy. And she yells like something like, damn you, you rich asshole. Like whatever it is she yells is like very, like it's what anybody would yell. Everything everybody is doing is like, yeah, you'd like okay. accidentally shoot the wrong person and be like, fuck, shit, damn it. But like, these aren't funny. Like, those aren't the, jokes. Like, that, it's the, just the, what a person would do. It's what a person would say in a yeah. normal situation. Like, if I'm mm. trying to cross the street in New York, for example, and I yeah. almost get hit by a, a, a car or something, I would say something along the along the lines of what she said. But yeah. she is not in that situation. She is trying to run for her life from a murderous game of hide and seek mm-hmm. you don't resort to normal curse words in those scenarios yeah. like i i don't know like it, it just it struck me as like that was really bad and i, I laughed i was like <laughs> that was terrible what was that it is kind of like it is underwhelming as as a moment like you think she's finally getting out here comes somebody to help her and you like, it kind of makes sense that the person would be like, you know, maybe doesn't see her blood on her or anything from that far. Like, they're driving so fast. And they're like, oh, who's this crazy lady out the road? And she's trying to live. Too. Yeah. And the, oh, she screams at him. And it's like, I don't know. Like, this, like, all of her insults she's hurling at the person, whoever this driver is, like, it doesn't really live up to, like, 
how big of a downfall in the story it is and it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and then I think the other funny moment of the film mm-hmm. was closer to the very end, right? I, I guess was the end of the, the film there when it, uh, they are finally about to do the ritual for like the third time. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're about to, it's the, the uh, husband now who's about to yeah. stab her. He's finally g- 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 given in and be like, all right, well, I guess this is, you know, fuck it. This is mm-hmm. what I yeah. have to do. And he's about to stab her. And she like t- t- turns to the side. So she gets stabbed in the shoulder instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, d- it doesn't k- k- kill her. And she escapes. And then they realize it's now dawn. She has yeah. survived. They're mm-hmm. fucked. Um, and so they open up the curtains mm. and it's like this almost vampire moment yeah. where they think they're <laughs> like, that's what they're expecting get, like, to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all just like, Oh my God. Ah. <laughs> and then they just like stay there. Like, yeah. <laughs> nothing's happening. Yeah. What, what is go- 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 going on? And then, yeah. And then just one by one. And they just explode. <laughs> yeah, they just, they just explode. It's very cartoony. Yeah. And also the house is like lighting on fire around them. That was due to, that's not magic fire. That's like one of them did like in the scuffle to try and get they Grace the bride. Down, yeah. We haven't even mentioned anybody's name yet. Grace, they're trying to tie her down. Like somebody knocks over a candle. And so the f- house is like slowly lighting on fire around them also. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I thought that moment was fine. Like, it wasn't Mm -hmm. funny enough to make me laugh, but that is more of a moment that I would expect in a horror comedy. Like, Mm. give me a couple more of those in, in, in that. Like, I, I don't think the one family member that continues to shoot the wrong people Mm -hmm. was funny enough. Yeah. Like, there's just, like, I like the idea. I don't think they, I I don't think it landed like they wanted it to. Mm Mm-hmm. At least for me. Did you like the ending of this movie? Uh, where where she's just heading down smoking on on the stairs? Not necessarily that final shot, but, like, that whole final bit where they do... The husband turns on her. They try and enact the ritual. They fail the ritual. Everybody dies, and she's the one who gets out. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I like. What else are you gonna really do? Like, I, I, I don't think this is the kind of movie that could sustain a series or a sequel. No. Um. <laughs> So it kind of makes sense of, of just like, well, they failed at this ritual, so they kind of have to all die. I guess that's just it. All right. Wow. I, I, I think it would have been more interesting if it was, oh, this was a mind game the entire time. Or like if the destruction wasn't literally like, bang, you're all dead. Or it's like, oh, I got a call. Somebody is stolen. All, our banks have failed. Our money is all gone. Our our factory, it's gone up in flames. Like if it's more of like a, you know, sort of an amorphous destruction of the family line like that. 
Also, yeah. I didn't. I, I know the the husband turning on her at the end didn't sit well with me. <laughs> there there wasn't enough of a struggle. It just happened in one scene. It was like, wait, he was just he was just helping her. He was like dead set on like I I hate my family, but I want to marry you. Like, mm. and now he's a complete turncoat. Well. Okay, so I watched this movie with a friend who had gone out to see it in theaters, and his perspective is, so he has just seen his brother die, and he and the brother's wife shot him. Like, she's like, I see that you were trying to help Grace. No. Like, if you help her, we all die. I'm not dying. I would sooner kill you and know that I could live. So she just shoots her own husband. And so then uh, the husband finds his brother and he doesn't know what happened. He thinks, and my friend points out, like to his perspective, it seems like his wife would have killed him and he's on his wife's side. He wants the wife to escape, but like to kill his brother to do that is big. And then in the next scene, uh, the mom comes up on Grace and like Grace kills her. And it's also in self-defense, but like the husband walks in just as Grace is like, bludgeoning the mom to death with the puzzle box like it Mm -hmm. is a rough death yeah my friend says like he has just seen her kill his mom as far as he knows she could have killed his brother too that is a lot to put on a person and especially with hanging over the fact that he's not entirely sure like am i going to die if i let her get out am i going to die and he's like i think that all contributes to he does change his ways in the end. And he's like, I'm staying with my family. I'm me and my family are going to live. I'm sorry. It has to be this way. And I get it. Like, I'm not saying like narratively, it doesn't make sense. It's just a bummer. Like whenever there is a couple in a movie, like I want it to work. I don't like watching a couple fall apart in any narrative. And he truly, and he's, he's got this odd arc where he really does care about her, but it, he, mm-hmm. it but he's very, fearful of holding on to things like she's like what if you knew this was an option why did you ever propose to me and he's like you would have left if i would have not proposed to you you would have left if i told you about this ahead of time i thought what are the chances she's not going to get hide and seek i'm not going to scare her off like that he's like i love you i need you and there's a sincerity to it that is very genuine but also like oh you don't know what you're doing you don't know how to do this correctly and i wanted to see him learn to do it correctly. I wanted to see them work through that problem instead of like, he screwed up. We're going to watch him screw up again. And then he's going to die. Like this is maybe my own personal narrative tastes. Like I don't want to see people who have done wrong, who've done wrongdoing people who've done wrong. I don't want to see them like die and get a comeuppance. I want to see them realize the error of their ways and and find ways to move. Yeah, yeah, and, like, find ways to move on. Like, I want there to be, like, some sort of an accordance between everybody at the end of a film. I want it to begin to reach towards, like, redemption and retribution and peace and things like that. And instead, it's just, like, everybody is dead. And his sister points out, like, my this will kill everybody in the family line. This will kill my two little boys. They don't deserve to die. And this is the woman who's like, she keeps shooting all the wrong people. Like we see her taking drugs throughout the film. Like she's this wild character. And this is the first time we see her do anything like really sweet. She's like, I, I do not want my kids dead 
because of this. And then the kids end up dying anyway. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't I don't know if I like this. <laughs> like, I, mean, I don't think there's anything narratively wrong with the ending of the film. I think it makes sure, sense. Sure. It is a natural conclusion of everything they've previously set up. It just bummed me out personally. And it felt like kind of a, a sour ending to the whole thing. Like, I'm glad to see that Grace survived, but there's like too much collateral damage for me to feel yeah. okay with it, really. I, I think that's, it, it's kind of in an unfortunate side effect of not yeah. having really fleshed out characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's enough there. I mean, you just went on, on, on a whole rant here of like, this is yeah. what they're thinking. This is what they're feeling. All of that. Like, yeah, that makes sense. But I like I, I still think in the grand scheme of things, when you look at, at this film, like all of that stuff isn't necessarily meaty. Like, like mm. it, it, there's not enough of that in there to make me really care about these characters characters and stuff and with a short film with a premise that can't really sustain much longer of a film yeah right or a sequel or all that stuff we're not really gonna get endings or parts of this movie where we do get that kind of development where it's like okay you guys messed up but now you're gonna have to live with the yeah. consequences instead of just like, well, all right, let's blow them all up. Mm -hmm. so. Oh, I well. feel like we've been talking about like things we wished would have happened and things we were expecting that we didn't see. Like, what are some things you did really like about this movie? Things I did really like. Oh, I want to talk about the one scene with the nail. Yeah. That I think was maybe one of, if not the most tense scenes. Yes, because um, that that one, it, they did this thing where it's like you you she falls down into this well. There is a a, a tense moment right before mm -hmm. that too, where she gets shot by one of the kids who's just like, "I just want to be part of the family. I'm a grown yeah. up too because I'm mm -hmm. ten years old. Um, I'm not sure how old he is, but." She falls down in this well, and we see the dead body of the family member from the very, very start of the film that got the arrow yeah. stuck in, in him. Uh, and so it it is basically their dumpster, right? Uh -huh. This is just where they hide hide the family bodies. Um, mm, also, all these goats they have sacrificed yeah. in satanic rituals, right? So it's it's this gross moment but then when yeah. it kind of zooms out you see the top of a ladder in in the thing and there's just this rusty nail just sticking up yeah. and it's it sticks out like a sore thumb and it's just like mm. oh no mm. something's gonna happen with that nail yeah. she's for somehow she's gonna take it and stab someone with it or she's gonna get stabbed but it just you know something is gonna happen with that nail and it's just like, okay. And then it like it, it it'll cut back to her, and she's doing something. And then it cuts back to the nail, and then it cuts back to to her, and it's just like, oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. And then and then yeah, and she because she got shot in the palm, right? And so it yes. it was like she like sticks it yes. on 
on there and it's just like <gasps> oh okay yeah. I, I knew that was coming but that's still disgusting yeah. and that was <sighs> really bad and then and then the worst thing is when she takes her hand off of it she like moves her arm back at the elbow so she like mm-hmm. curves it off of the thing instead of like yeah. lifting it sh- straight up so i'm just like you're just making it worse what are yeah. you doing Ugh. but yeah that that was <laughs> me just being like oh okay <laughs> not cool <laughs> i liked I, that one despite mm-hmm. me being like ew crap yeah it is like i wasn't expecting it to go in this horror direction and i don't know if i'd like the horror as much as i would have liked a horror themed comedy, but it is well done horror. Like mm-hmm. she gets so banged up over the course of it, but everything is like something she is doing to try and survive. Like she's trying to like climb up out of the goat pit. She's trying to escape through the bars of the fence and she gets that s- slash across her back. Like mm-hmm. there are all these like really tense scenes of like these like bravely earned injuries to herself. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I think this is a technically very impressive movie. Like everything looks great. Like the set, we talked about how beautiful this mansion is, but also like everybody's hair and makeup and costuming, yeah. like everybody looks good, which I really well, they appreciate. All just came from a wedding, so that they is all tr- look good. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> like everybody has like a great haircut. Like, yeah, they're in a scenario where everybody would look their best to begin with. I don't know. But, like, every individual thing feels well chosen to me. And, oh, like, there's little sprinkles of character development that we do get. I like the, um, there's, like, a butler in the family that she sneaks up on in the kitchen because he's, like, singing opera to himself while he's, like, making a a kettle of tea. tea. And then later he, like drives out to like the barn and he gets her and like he's got her in the car and he's like you know he's got the family on facetime like the phone stuck to the dashboard and he's like yeah i got her i'm bringing her in and then he cranks up like ride of the valkyries as this like victory music and he's like what he you know orchestrating along with it like (laughs) (laughs) which is weird yeah who does that But so like the family can see like she's in the back seat and she's been unconscious and she's waking up and she's coming to get him and they're all screaming at him and like he's got that music turned up so high he can't see it like i like that there's like he has one specific interest and like one specific weakness like he's got that very particular like <laughs> he's obsessed with classical music thing to him which i Remember? like that it's that specific and he's not just like a general dunce or something like that so we did a patreon exclusive episode of some episodes of batman beyond do you remember yeah. that one where he fights the villain that has like sound dampening yeah. powers and it goes silent for certain things mm-hmm. like or like most of the world is silent except for like very specific sounds it, mm-hmm. it almost reminds me of that like i i kind of would have liked to see more things like that throughout the film because that was yeah. like i i like that tension of she is sitting there hiding Four feet yes from them and trying to figure out a way to escape and yeah she's waiting for him to make a certain sound so that she can cock the gun and do all this stuff and he keeps being like did i just hear something you know and back to um 
but like I I would like more of that or like the scene in the dumbbell or the, not the dumbbell the dumb <laughs> the dumb elevator thing um and she her her dress gets caught like I would have liked to see maybe a bit of fabric left behind and that's something that another family member finds right like I I want more of this hunt yeah and so I I I did really like those scenes with the butler because those also felt really tense it felt like there yes. was this hunt g- going on or or the the hunted has now become the hunter right mm-hmm. of, of just like i need to sneak i need to be quiet and stealthy and all of that stuff and that 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 builds great tension right because it, it um most movies use some kind of a score to mm-hmm. Uh, help amp to help amplify emotions or a certain feeling within the film, but there's this like odd tension when there's none of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where this film could have really sh- like shined. Yeah, if, like, give me more of that because those those scenes were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like when when she, he was waking up in the back of the car, I was like, is she gonna? choke him with her feet because they're still tied yeah. like how is this gonna work what is she gonna do mm-hmm. like i i was interested in those things um whereas if it was not something like that i was checking twitter every now and then <laughs> so wow oh, i think my final thing i just want to say is adam brody is great in this yeah as like the brother-in-law who's like he can tell like he knows what's going to happen and he is so broken up from like seeing this happen like 30 years ago when he's a little kid and he's just he still becomes remembers this, like, it yeah sad family drunk and he hates that he has to do this and like he finds her in the house at one point and he's like i'm gonna give you a 10 second head start okay like he he's like yeah I have I have to live and I have to help my family live and I hate that I have to like he's just so like dead and sad about mm-hmm. everything. I don't know, it's an interesting role to play and I think Adam Brody is really good in it. He is, yeah. He he I I think he was one of my favorite characters. Um, yeah. cuz he he did have this like very visible inner turmoil that yeah. I felt was most relatable. Yes. Like I as much as I liked uh pitch he was funny but i didn't feel like i could relate to him right no um but yeah the brother character was was he still had the like i'm gonna look out for you but i still have to look out for my family too yeah makes sense and i I think that's a lot more relatable Mm. cool um well, we have kind of a special announcement. I know we've mentioned it once. Oh, did we want to do any like recommendations? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do because I definitely want to talk about Clue because yes. I went into this thinking it was Clue and hoping it was Clue. And as much as there were things I appreciated about the movie, I was sitting there thinking, "Oh, I wish I could just watch Clue again." <laughs> and Clue is a um, it's a movie from the late '80s. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's late. Somewhere in the 80s, Clue has come from. And it's just all these people in a mansion. And it's this locked room mystery of like, well, somebody killed Mr. Body and it had to be one of you. But who and where? What weapon did you use? And what was your motive? 
And it's so, it's got an amazing cast. It's so fast paced. It's so witty. It's like a really good mystery. It's really funny. Mm -hmm. And it's got this really neat thing to it where there are three different endings. And what they did in theaters was every theater had like a different ending. That's fantastic. Yeah. Just like the board game where you don't know how it's going to turn out. Like everybody would go to the theater and they get a different ending and they'd have to like go to multiple showings or like talk with their friends and compare. But there's a home video release. I think the way it's most commonly shown is they play one ending after the other where there's these title cards like, but is that really what happened? And okay, we think this is the true culprit. Oh, it's, it is now truly unlike any movie. Guys, go watch Clue. You're not yeah. going to have a better time. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I like this is a tough one for me to recommend stuff because I'm not super familiar with the genre. Like I. Uh, I mentioned Zombieland, but that might be too much of a comedy to hmm. really recommend. I mean, I, I, I guess that is if, if you want something that is more of a comedy rather than horror, but maybe has a couple horror things in there maybe zombie land i haven't seen this second one um oh man i don't know you you know what um if you're more of an anime fan why not devil part-timer I think that's yeah. an interesting recommendation because it is about Satan has come to Earth and now works at McDonald's. And there's <laughs> like anime fights. There's some like weird monastic uh, church religious horror yeah. kind of stuff mixed in there. Uh, but it is silly and goofy. And, and at the same time, that might be a, an interesting one. Yeah, recommend. I think that's another one of the the stories I've encountered recently that has a such a tremendous premise. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're seeing what comes if from the this devil fin- worked at McDonald's. Yeah, what if he was stuck in our dimension and couldn't go back? And he's like, I just, I have to live now here. I guess I guess I have to get a job. Who's hiring? S- side note, I. I just watched the first film of Megazone 23, which is a cyberpunk anime. And uh, the the main character also works at McDonald's in that movie. It's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, go, go check that stuff out. Um, Or if, if, if if you guys have a better recommendation, let us know on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, You guys can, can let us know. Um, or on in the comments on YouTube. Yes. That'd be great. Uh announcement time. Yes. Next week we are starting the first of our new series of episodes. Mm-hmm. Every last Sunday of the month, we are going to be recording a special episode. Uh so it will be out the following Wednesday. That might yeah. end up being in the same month. It might not be but yeah uh, at the end of every month that that last week we are going to be discussing and following a show for multiple episodes Um, yeah so we're going to be checking in once a month basically Mm -hmm. uh and melissa we are covering one of your favorites 
uh, yeah. for the first couple of episodes. Uh, so tell us a bit about what we'll be covering. Yeah, we are starting with a, a favorite of mine that I've been meaning to catch up on because there's one recent season I haven't gotten to watch yet, and I wanted to rewatch the whole series again before I got to that point. We're watching The Venture Brothers. This yeah. is an Adult Swim cartoon. It's a long-running one. It started back in, like, 2004, and it just is one of those shows that, like, will have a new season every two or three years or something. Yeah. So it's an old, long-standing pillar of Adult Swim. You can find it all on Hulu now. And this is, uh, it started as kind of a takeoff on like Johnny Quest and other action adventure cartoons of yesteryear. And it's about this uh, super scientist that used to be a boy adventurer following his dad around on all these globe trotting adventures. And now he's an adult. And now he's in charge of the whole family company. And now he's got these two, you know, bright eyed, innocent sons that are following him around everywhere. And it's just about them getting into like just sci-fi cartoon mishaps mm-hmm. and just like it, it, it's like a dark failed version of all of these big grand cartoon adventures. That's the premise of the thing. It's like, you know, instead of being a cool, heroic super scientist, he's like, oh, geez, well, I got to get this walking eye finished. I don't know why I agreed to make a walking eye. Okay. All right, I'm going to have to stay up all night to do this. And then, boys, go go get in the jet. We have to fly We have to fly to London. We have to take them the walking eye. And then there's, like, supervillains attacking him. And it's like, oh, great. Brock, Brock, go take care of them. Go kick those henchmen. Like, it's really, <laughs> oh. Like, it's supposed to be this grand adventure, and it's just really bitter and chaotic. Oh, I think I, bitter is a good word for, <laughs> for it. It's good. Yeah, it's, this is all uh, on Hulu. Hmm? I was just gonna say it's one that I haven't seen yet. I've been yeah. around it. I I know of this show. I kind of grew up on Adult Swim style ca- cartoons, but that's one that I never watched. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's been interesting starting to dive into into that one. But we're gonna be covering seasons one and two. This next yeah, week, they're right? both um like thirteen episodes long. So we thought we'd just put both seasons in one episode and. The episode after that will probably be three and four, and then episode after that might be five, six, seven, because they get a little shorter, like 10-episode seasons. Sounds good to me. Uh, So that's what we're going to be covering this next week. So if you're following along at home, uh, go finish watching that. Go binge watch them all this next week. They're only half an hour long. So, I I mean, if you haven't even started yet, you could probably knock both of them out in in this week if you're really... Mm -hmm tried uh but that's what we're going to be doing for next week however we are going to go ahead and do the pitches for the following week after that yes um so that is what i am about to pitch right here right now melissa are you ready yes yes okay pitch number one is a comic book uh that will end up coinciding with its Netflix show adaption, if I'm uh-huh. not mistaken. Uh, I want to read volumes one and two of Lock and Key, mm-hmm. which is uh, written by Joe Hill and art by Gabriel Rodriguez. Um, this is an Eisner-nominated uh, comic book that tells the story of Key House, an unlikely New England mansion with fantastic doors that transform all who dare to walk through them. 
and home to a hate-filled and relentless creature that will not rest until it forces open the most terrible door of them all. Um, this is an incredible comic book. I You've mentioned this several times before. I've, I've actually never pitched it. Um, oh. And I think- I, I've... I've mentioned it and, and stuff but yeah, I, I've never, yeah i like, think you've recommended it a couple times pitched it yeah this is it, it's it's in the horror genre but it is incredibly imaginative it is mm-hmm. it, it, it is haunting it's not necessarily scary per se but yeah. It, it, yeah it's just it's it's written by joe hill who if you did not know is stephen king's son um, oh, so it, okay. it it has that kind of brand of horror. Like, let's take something maybe that's not necessarily scary, and let's just make it psychological, and let's make it imaginative, and let's mm-hmm. stick with these characters and see yeah. what the actual horror is. And it's it's fantastic. I've actually never read the comic book. Instead, oh. I've listened to an audio drama ver- version, which was also very Ooh. good. Um, that, that's out there. I'm not sure where you can find it, but volumes one and two of Lock and Key can be found on Comixology Unlimited, and I think February seventh uh, is when the Netflix adaption is coming out. Season one of that show, and I'm really excited for this show because this mm-hmm. is a good book. This is really okay. Good book. Uh, so I'm excited for that that one because uh, it'll be interesting, and it's it's also it's it's one of those things like yeah, I've never read this book but i know it's good and i know to recommend it to people and stuff like that so i thought that would be a good one to pitch pitch number two Mm -hmm. this is an anime that i've had my eye on for a while uh i've we've done one or two of them on the show before uh it's a sports anime and I I just have this like weird fascination with sports animes. I don't necessarily super like them, uh huh. But they can get to be really ridiculous, and that just makes it really fun. Yeah. Um, so this one is called Haiku. Oh, I know uh, this one. Yeah, which is the Japanese word for hurry. Um, and it is a volleyball. It's like high school v- v- volleyball story. So this is. Junior high school student Shoyo Hinata gains a sudden love of volleyball after seeing a national championship match on TV. Although short in height, he becomes determined to follow in the footsteps of a star player nicknamed the Little Giant after seeing his plays. However, his dreams are destroyed in his first official match where his team suffers a crushing defeat against the junior championship favorite team, which includes the so-called king of the court, Tobio Kageyama. Hinata vows to follow in the footsteps of the Little Giant and enter a Karasuna High School to defeat Kageyama, only for the two to wind up as unlikely teammates. Mm-hmm. There we go. I, I so yeah, I've seen this everywhere. I've seen it on Crunchyroll, on Hulu, mm-hmm. on Netflix. Uh, I've seen the manga out there in comic book shops and on la 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 line and stuff like that. And people really seem. To like this one like this seems to be a very good example of 
you should watch this sports ma- ma- manga or mm. read the manga, watch the anime. Mm. Um, and yeah, I've I've had my eye on this one for a long time, so I would very much be interested in finally checking it out. Mm-hmm. Pitch number three is a movie. It is a drama. Uh-huh. I think it just uh, let's see. Did it? I think it just won. Do the film. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. I could have sworn it just won. Oh, at the seventy seventh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining like those two like laurel parentheses. This is winner of the film. Do to do. Blah 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 blah. For twenty twenty. <laughs> we we should make more of an awards thing here at the, at the review show that we do on our our anniversary retrospectives and our like highest achievement should be the film do to do blah 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 winner of the film do to do um where was i here at the 77th golden globes awards the film was nominated for best motion picture musical or comedy and best actor eddie murphy dolomite is my name oh yes this one in 1970s los angeles rudy ray moore played by eddie murphy is a struggling artist working in a record store trying to get his music on the air in the in-store radio station night he moonlight he moonlights as an mc for his Parend Ben Taylor and Taylor's musical group at the club. He asks the owner of the club for some time to do comedy, but the owner turns him down. Uh, at the record store one day, a homeless man comes in, wondering, comes wandering in, and begins making loud, rhyming proclamations. One of which includes the name Dolomite. Moore gets the idea to create a stage persona telling these stories at the club he works at. So this is an interesting one. I've heard good things about this film, and Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the first films that Eddie Murphy did in a long time. Yeah. I I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't really been paying attention to him, but I know he kind of ducked away from the spotlight for a while. Uh, but yeah, I've heard good things. It was nominated for best motion picture, musical, or comedy. I don't know if it won. It didn't say it won, so maybe it didn't win. But still, yeah. I I thought this one was just a. It makes for a good mix. We have a horror comic, you, a sports, yes. anime, and like a comedy <laughs> drama starring Eddie this Murphy. Is a- a, a very diverse lineup you've given me this week. Yeah. Yeah. So pitch number one was Lock and Key Volumes 1 and 2. Pitch number two was Hayaku. Uh, and pitch number three is Dolomite is my name. What would you like to do in two weeks from now? Well, since I watched Ready or Not and was like, why don't they spend more time in this house? Why isn't the house more whimsical? I'm going to go with lock and key because I feel like it's exactly what I need. Okay. And I would like for you to be able to check that off of your I keep referencing this thing, but I don't really know what it is list. (laughs) Yeah, I I 
remember when I uh, first started getting into like audio dramas yeah. and stuff like that. Um, I was looking for, I was like, I wonder if there's like comic book adaptions. And then I saw mm. one of Lock and Key. I was like, oh, I've always heard good things about this book. I'm going to check out that one. Uh, and I did. And I liked it a lot. Nice. I will say my old roommate loved Haikyuu, had watched Haikyuu several times, tried to get me to watch Haikyuu, and I could not get into it, which is not the show's fault. I'm sure it is entirely me. We watched like three or four episodes, and she's like giggling at all these things, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, because yeah, he knows all the references down the road of mm-hmm. like, oh, this, mm-hmm. I, I see this Easter egg now. Okay, and I she's get it. like, oh, Poor that Shaolin. upperclassman becomes one of my favorites. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not charmed yet. I've <laughs> like, I can't get that excited about the volleyball. I have trouble keeping all of these students straight. Okay, fair enough. I think it is fair a enough. fine show. I'm just letting you know, I already tried it, and it's not for me. I wish I could get into it. That's totally fine. That is a okay. Lock and Key Volumes One and mm-hmm. Two. Again, these this is available on Comicsology Unlimited. Uh, but I highly recommend you checking out this comic book, even if you pick it up and buy it for yourself. I think there's mm-hmm. uh, what is it like six or seven volumes total? Let's see if my library has this. How many volumes? I see five. Five volumes. I don't know if that's true or not. I know this is on Comixology Unlimited, but since it's such a big title, let me see if I can get a paper copy anyway. Oh, man, you can get all but the last volume. Huh. Actually, is that the last volume? Because I... I kind of remember them coming back to the comic after a while of like, here's an epilogue sequel thing. I don't know. But yeah, we're going to read volumes Mm. one and two. Um, I should absolutely go check it out. Follow along at home. We will be doing that in two weeks time because again, next week, Venture Bros seasons one and two. Melissa, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. We are at The Whatnots on Twitter if you guys want to stay up to date with our shows. Uh, like, share, subscribe, sell your soul, make a deal with the de- 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 devil. Maybe you'll have a board game empire af- 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 after that. Maybe yeah. you have a lot of money that you can give to us on Patreon. That would be fantastic. Uh, that would be great. <laughs> we are we are a dollar away from meeting our first goal on Patreon. So please, if you have some pocket change and and you you want to support what we do here at at the Whatnots, uh, we could absolutely use your help, and that would make us so happy. Think about it. Twelve. Yeah, that's twelve dollars over a year. That's like the cost of a movie ticket. I think. A year of us is at least as entertaining as any one given film. Yes, and that gets you benefits from all of our shows. It's not just one yeah. thing. So you get all of the episodes of the Captain's Log early. You get all the exclusive stuff if you're at the three dollar tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're at the five dollar tier, we'll thank you on every episode of every podcast. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah. 
do all that stuff. We will see you guys next week with some Venture Brothers. Bye. Yes. Bye.